I was, did, did we ever officially come up with an intro? No. Okay. <laughs> welcome to the intro. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> welcome to welcome to Ashen's welcome TV to the shit. intro. Ashen's TV shoot the shit. Yeah, this just like I just have a topic that just fucking sprung up on me just because of how much of an wait hold on what the fuck in in a good way that this was. So I'm gonna first ask it, Ashley. Mm-hmm. How do I phrase this? So how familiar are you with doing visual art? I mean, not especially like I don't do it myself very much. But... Okay. And that's that's fine. Like I I I'm just I'm just getting a gauge. Like so how familiar are you with lighting and visual art, at least? Oh, I know lighting. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna compensate for those who are listening who may know nothing about it. Just to put it in perspective, because I got to tell a little story just so that you can tell the sheer gravity of what this meant to me. So picture this. Imagine you're like you are uh, in your teenage years. I think early teenage years. You know, you're you've just freshly gotten your first drawing tablet for your computer so that you could do digital art, you know, for all the benefits that come with that and uh, all that stuff and you're and you're really excited to do that several developments come along the way but each time you do visual art you know you uh you you eventually come to realize oh to do dynamic shadows you have to do more than just drawing a black color on a translucent layer uh which is something i discovered within like the first three or four years uh because that's what a lot of people do to kind of shortcut it but that leads you to be like, oh, okay. So at, le- at least if you're me, it leads you to this next conclusion. I don't know how many other people. That leads you to think, oh, okay. So because of like the instructions that I found through some YouTuber, I unfortunately forget specifically which one. Basically, for each individual color, uh, the way it interacts with the light and with whatever you're casting the shadow on you have to specifically pick the color for it as in like there's a specific kind of formula that goes along with it to to make it look proper and so someone like me comes to the conclusion of specifically and manually painting differently across different areas to accommodate for different colors and coming up with them from scratch which if you get the hang of it is not that hard if you don't have all that many different colors uh which would like if if you have like just big swaths of the same color you know that that isn't too bad so you spend a good let's let's give a ballpark like four maybe six maybe four to six years doing that and one day on uh the day of us recording this which is june 26th of 2021 you try doing a piece where oh there seems to be plaid involved there's something with a plaid color on it uh, yeah and you're like okay I'm going to go through this painstaking process if I have to of doing all the individual different like interactions with squares here. But I basically did the literal version, like a, a, the closest you can get to a real life. There's gotta be a better way. (laughs) (laughs) 
and and so I, uh, I I I went into I went into my contacts on Discord and uh, went to the person I usually go to for art advice, Snobby Dactyl everywhere where where uh, you could look her up that's s n o b b y then the last half of the word pterodactyl for those of you who want to look her up she's a fantastic artist and wonderful person uh we've been friends for a good while i'm like with like, i'm it's it's okay if there's nothing that you can do here if there's nothing that makes this easier but is there anything that like cuz i'm going over plaid right now <laughs> I'm going over different colored tiles. And so there's got to be something that can happen. And so she told me how to, in two moves, mm-hmm. like that came from, that would come, that would ordinarily take up like half the time that I'm doing it. Two moves over the course of the entire piece, it could be. How do you accomplish that in a way that now you're set up to just in one fellow swoop go through the go through all the colors and be perfectly fine. Do one brush stroke across across like hundreds of different colors if you want, and it'll treat them properly, automatically. And for those of you and by the way, so that manual way of choosing colors and picking them. If you've ever seen any one of my pieces, which if you're new to us, then, you know, it's reasonable that you might not have seen them. But if you look at my uh, my my Twitter profile picture at uh, Mystery Steve on Twitter, if you look at actually the icon, the 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 the, the image for this podcast, Ash the Stevie shoot the shit, all of the shading for that was done completely manually. For those of you who are like for those of you uh, who may be familiar with art and might have assumed that this is what I was doing already. But no, <laughs> it took having to deal with plaid to, for me to eventually find this out. Yeah. If you, so if you said the straw that broke the camel's back, it is absolutely. And, and so for those of you, by the way, who may be going through a similar struggle, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do this. Cause it's not even a long process. It is the most simple mm-hmm. shit that you just never think to do. Because for me, it was just a like a setting that I didn't know what it did. And I didn't want to fuck with it because I didn't want to do something I didn't know how to undo that would end up fucking me over. So most of my cartoons, I do in Inkscape. Uh, most of any of my art, I do in Inkscape. Uh, it's, it's, in my opinion, it, well, it's, in my opinion, the best free open source software for vector art and vector art is of course a lot better for you know clean looking cartoons than you know any other format and so blend mode which is something apparently is common across a lot of software if you set blend mode to multiply and then for standard shadows set it to a light gray color and you can adjust this for whatever color like if you want to give it a warmer if you want to give the shadow a warmer tone you can set it to like warmer colors and shit and then go into the actual like and then have it blend in a little bit into that actual color if you want darker shadows of course if you want some really sharp shadows like some really contrasty shadows you can go for a darker color but for standard everyday shadows that aren't supposed to be that dynamic just light gray color and for, sorry, multiply setting in blend mode. Those two fucking moves, and you've taken care of the entirety of the shadows in your entire face. Yeah. Oh my god. 
like to tell you that I cried can I, when can I, I see the the image. Uh, okay, so I I, the folks at home won't, but um, well, this is a piece that's like coming out within the next few days anyway. So, so by the time they see this. Uh, it should be like since it, we have it'll have been out for a while. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, we have an episode. So we already have an episode set to go up for the Tuesday from now, and so it should be like two weeks from now that you'll be hearing this. But I'm gonna send a screenshot. Yeah. I have already done this with the piece that I'm about to show her, or at least with the particular section I'm about to show her. I'm not quite done yet. Uh, she'll see some unfinished parts. I'll send like this little section and just there's still stuff that I could fix in it and I probably will but it just it works just fucking like it's I feel like I'm so doing what what shadows am I oh, supposed to be looking at right now oh just like any of the sh- so so I'm gonna show you the part that like I'm gonna show you the specific area which is actually not in that I I just realized the part that I had so much trouble with is not in that screenshot. Yeah, I was like, this shading is no issue anywhere. Yeah, no, that, that, so what you're looking at right now was none of the stuff that gave me any issue. I was just replicating that after the fact. This is, and that's yeah. like, you can see that's not finished. That, um, I actually had it situated slightly differently before I started doing it this way. And I know that's not covering very fine plaid. Like, this is only going over three color sections. But if I was doing it the way that I used to do shadows, then I would have had to manually paint over, like, the parts of the squares that were in that shadow. Like, any time that I'd be putting in shadows over a colored spot, if it was, like, changes in colors, I'd essentially be just entirely recoloring that part of the image because I was doing it manually. And I wouldn't be preserving the original, like, version of how I could have done, like, of how I colored it. <sighs> but, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I I don't know if I already said this, but when I tell you I cried a little when she told me this, <laughs> tears of joy were legitimately, with no exaggeration, were shed. Oh, my God. Like, I was... Yeah, I mean, uh... Like the multiply in, I do, I don't remember what it's called, but I know where it is in my app. Um, what what's it? Blending mode. That that's how I get like textures on things as well. Sorry, just to clarify, what what exactly do you mean by that? Um, let me find you an image. Like, I, I hope this is it. But like anywhere I could find where it's been remotely relevant, and I wouldn't like overload her with uh with notifications. Like, I just shouted this with joy and credited mags and just went, look at this shit I found out. And if you don't already know it, then here it is. And it'll make your job infinitely easier. Yeah, this. So you see how this one has like a a canvas texture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just use a multiply on a canvas picture. I always wondered how you did stuff like that. Yeah, and blending I, modes are OP as shit. I always just, because I always just figured, and we'll, we'll, I'm assuming that's like somewhere public, just so that they can use it for reference. I don't know if I've posted that, but I can. Okay. Yeah, I'll that's try and- p- I did the uh, old off-the-cuff uh, tile image. I'll try and put links to like every, every piece that we're talking about here in the, in the description of this episode. Except for the off-the-cuff tile image, you'll never see it. <laughs> But like it's the thing is, it'll never come back. When you've <laughs> shown like two years, it comes back. 
when you, it's a good idea for a show. But when you, when I would like watch you do your graphic design and see you do that, I just assumed that was a functionality of paid graphic software, like a spe- like because you paid for Affinity Design. I'm a, I'm sure that like it's Affinity Photo, but Affinity I also Photo. do have Affinity Design. I yes. just don't use it. I just <laughs> just assumed. If that was just a function of paid software like Affinity Photo or even a specific. Well, I assume it'd probably even be in Photoshop, too. But I like at the time assumed maybe yeah, it's a specific thing of Affinity Photo. And I'm like, there's no way that my software has that. I don't know if GIMP has it, but I wouldn't put it past it. It'd be weird to not have it. It's such a simple thing. But just, oh, my God, I like it. So I'm not even exaggerating what it feels like. I've gone from... 1970s visual effects to 2010s cgi with how much of a leap in effort and time this saves me when i say this saves me days of work like combined i'm not fucking kidding oh god but yeah just all the thanks in the world to snobby dactyl everywhere where you can find that fucking uh the username she's on instagram twitter um uh, I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure she has a patreon i don't know there are ways you could be she takes commissions if you'd like to support her i do know that and you can find the rates for that on uh, on her twitter uh i think they're in like a pinned message at the time of uh this being recorded also if the logo for this podcast has changed over the course of time again it's at the time that i said june 26th yeah june 26th that that yeah, icon I, I is might commission a new icon here very quote quickly so very quickly? Th- this one might not last very long okay that's fair but uh, i did enjoy making it and i'll uh I'll ha- yeah it's good i'm sure i'll have it posted somewhere but yeah and i'll also have that link in the description Ah, uh, but just the oh my god i feel like i can't like put this in perspective very much because the thing is, for uh, for years, this ha- for those of you who don't know much about visual art, for years, this has been easily one of the most tedious parts of any piece I've ever done. And I'm sure that's not uncommon throughout the art world, even in cartoons. It has gone from one of the most tedious parts, one of the most, uh, okay, we gotta do, I gotta do this. It's a labor of love, but, you know, this is gonna be a bitch to do. All the way to, oh, ain't no biggie. Like, <laughs> just uh, know the angle you're going for and you're pretty much set. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, another part that makes this, like, beyond even just taking away a, a minor inconvenience is that there's parts of uh, drawings I've done, like, ones that I should have completed, like, a year ago that I've just not had the confidence to do. There's a... For the piece I'm talking about, you know, I'll just say what it is. The spider Steve drawing Mags requested of me when she uh, left the thing in a place, which is a show that we do, like, as, like, a party gift. Who knows by the time this episode <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Honestly, I'm thinking of starting it over again just because even between then and now, my my art skill has increased. And so I'll probably I meant just... doing a thing in a place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, like... In terms of that piece, I may just start it over. But there's a part where there's colors that change because of the way this the Spider Steve suit is was designed by me, and there's no outline lines that go around those parts, and so I'd have to manually 
excuse me, go over that just like I would have done with this plaid. And I've, I've, I've wanted to figure that out in a way where it doesn't look messy. And I've never figured out how to do that. Then now I know this is how you do it in just one fellow swoop. Cause like every, so for so many of the problems I've had with computer stuff, with frankly a lot of stuff, it's, I figured out the long way around doing something and I've just settled on, oh, this just must be how people do it. You know, this must be the labor of love people go through, even though it's very tedious and takes a long time. And yeah. the problem that I, the the bad habit I've gotten into is not checking to see if there's some easier way to do it and faster that like makes it more of a realistic expectation. And I, and this was like part of me taking the effort to get out of that habit and the how glad I am that I that I oh god that I didn't stick with that bad habit. This is just such like a night and day reward for that. It's fucking insane how much this changes shit in all of my pieces because now it makes it so that it seriously takes off like at least half the time of lighting something at bare minimum a whole 50 percent of the time of lighting something which is easily one of the longest parts of doing it oh god yeah, yeah. i just needed to shout this to the hills every place that i could find <laughs> for those of you who don't know and are just waking up to this now if, if this just happened to be at a time when you don't know this yet and you do visual art i'm sure you're shitting yourself in some way if you haven't gone into digital art and you want to try it, then you're now going in with something that I'm sure a lot of people would have liked to know sooner. And if you already knew this, then you get to laugh at how I didn't figure it out yet <laughs> over the course of my entire time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I think that's one thing, like, I'm slightly glad that I did some college courses, <laughs> you know, like college... Uh, so for anybody that doesn't know, I went to the Art Institutes of Atlanta for like a year and a half, maybe two years. And at first I was an audio major and then I went to be a film student. And after I made the switch to film, I did a class about Photoshop and by proxy like Illustrator and stuff like that. Mm hmm. But there were certain things that, like, I didn't know about Photoshop until I took that class. So I'm I'm kind of glad I took that class. That class also sucked because the teacher was horrible. But it was like, uh, if you weren't doing, like, you could complete everything that they had for you. But they would tell you to keep doing, like, something for work. It's just like, but they want to tell you what. But they didn't want you to just sit there. It's just like, what the fuck? I did everything you asked. Let me leave. Yeah, that college experience was a trip. <laughs> Yeah, I, so for those of you who don't know, uh, while we're getting on to where our art stuff came from, my sister, my oldest sister, she went to art college uh, for about a year. My art experience comes basically from, uh, well, for, for one, just a note, I didn't go to any actual, like, traditional schooling for art. What I did was, well, I grew up with, uh, 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 as we put it in a previous episode, the tunes, which is my favorite way of, uh, of putting it that Ashley has now introduced me to. Uh, I don't remember this, but okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, well, when, when we said like the difference in the, in the Looney Tunes episode, when we said the diff when uh, we were talking about the difference between Disney cartoons and, 
and Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's cartoons, and then there's the tunes. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, so partially watching the tunes and, 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 and doodling in class and also just by myself, just like on paper, before I really knew any proper technique, but doing surprisingly well for it. I wish I had some of those pieces saved, because they were surprisingly good for someone who didn't know proper technique. And then I basically refined it through practice and as uh, some makeup artists would, uh, I, I later learned would call it uh, the Academy of YouTube. Uh, and by the way, this is not me saying that YouTube and internet education in every area is a proper substitute for traditional schooling. But I am telling you, if you want to do things like what I do, at least, and what a number of other artists do, you don't necessarily inherently have to go to traditional schooling. It's just, it, it is a good idea. But if you don't, like, let's say if you're not in, like, a financial situation to do that, or if it's not practical for your life because maybe you're taking care of somebody or any number of other reasons that you have a legitimate reason not to go to school, if you're, or, or to that kind of schooling at least, if you have the dedication and have an internet connection and have basic tools, I have the cheapest Wacom tablet, the Wacom Into Austria, uh, the cheapest for the time at least, because uh, I bought this in like 2013. Like, and you can get even cheaper if you know about a company called Hueyon, which I didn't at the time. Uh, you can get like, I'm pretty sure an equivalent to this quality for like 30, 40 bucks from them. And so if you have basic tools, and by the way, sorry, this is different from a drawing display. For those of you who don't know art, this is one where like you're putting your pen on, pl you're putting a stylus on pressure sensitive uh, black plastic that you aren't seeing your art on because while you're putting your brush strokes there, you're seeing, you're looking at your monitor to see what it is, which sounds tedious, but you eventually get Isn't it the nub it. that's pressure sensitive? Actually, yes, yes, you're right. Uh, yeah. It's the surface. The, the plastic is just um, NFC. It, Near field communication for nerds. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's essentially just a location sensor, but the nib on the pen is pressure sensitive, and it doesn't even require a battery these days. Yeah, the one on my um, Samsung tablet doesn't need batteries. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Wild to me. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I would never want one with batteries. But uh, basically, I actually like some of them with batteries because that make that gives them heft. Where some batteryless ones are just so fucking light. I don't know. I I'm kind of mixed. I see benefits and downsides to both. But basically, so yeah, a drawing tablet works like what we just described. Whereas a drawing display is probably what you're used to from seeing pictures of, and videos of animation studios, where like they're looking at this big honking monitor. Where they're looking at it like you'd be looking at a piece of paper you're drawing on and all of that. By the way, those are oftentimes a Wacom Cintiq, which is thousands of dollars much of the time. But if you want like a more budgetary solution to that, Hueyon has equivalents for as cheap as around 300 if I'm not mistaken. Which is still not cheap, but is uh, Galaxy's cheaper than its competitor. But I'm not going to say Wacom doesn't make it worth it. They make good fucking products. We're not sponsored by anyone, just to make this clear. God, if we were on episode three of this bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, if you just have basic tools and you have the initiative to learn, like I just went to Draw With Jazza, the YouTuber. There's plenty of like art-based YouTubers. Because uh, like, Jazza doesn't, doesn't even just do cartoon art sale. He does a lot of different ones. 
There's a lot of art-based YouTubers you can go to for tips and tricks from beginners to advanced. Uh, there is paid websites you can go to that offer ones for like offer more in-depth and dedicated lessons. No matter your budgetary range, if you have an internet connection and basic tools, you should be good as long as you've got initiative and passion. Uh, and and yeah, I'm just I'm proud to be a cartoonist, and I'm proud to have finally learned about this uh, one simple trick. <laughs> <laughs> To uh, to make artists all... hate him. <laughs> artists hate <laughs> artists love this one simple trick. Wait, no, no, no. Art software companies hate this one simple trick to make all your lighting needs easier and quicker. Anyway, that's about that's about it for me. Just wanted to vent about that. If you got a little bit more time, I do have another topic though. Uh sure. So I saw the movie Fighting with My Family, partially because because uh, I know that, Ashley, you are into wrestling in some form or another. Yeah, I used to be. I'm not as much anymore, but I um, like the games. Oh, the games I are great. I don't watch uh, WWE anymore or anything like that. Well, basically, because I wanted to, like... Like, I used to be one of those people that's, like, well, basically, that's a lot like the spoiler. I'm going to give some spoilers for fighting with my family here. I mean, I don't even know it, so. Oh, basically, it's the story of the uh, wrestler Paige. It's quite a heartwarming story. It's a good movie. But, yeah, they, uh, basically, my attitude towards wrestling throughout most of my life has been a lot like the posh parents in it. Like, because uh, the, the, one of the main characters is uh, Paige's brother, and his girlfriend's parents, uh, which seems like a lot of disconnect from the main character, but they actually are still relevant characters in it. Their parents used to have a pretty, like, they, sorry, they, at the beginning, had a pretty similar opinion and mindset towards wrestling that I've usually had. You know, where it's like, oh, you know, what's the, what's the point? And it's all, it's all, you know, fake and stuff. And like, you know, I, even past that, I was I always had the misconception, uh, just because I don't know. I guess I always saw bad examples that it seemed like it kind of perpetuated toxic masculinity in a certain way, just because of like it's hard to explain why that assumption came along. But uh, long story short, I was wrong. Basically, because I'm like, oh, Ashley in some form or another is into wrestling, or at least she's into the certain era of wrestling that the family in this movie is a big fan of. Uh, it's it, it's mirrored there and i'm like well i'm a really big fan of movies and she's a fan of wrestling i might as well try and bridge the gap with this m- good movie about wrestling and i watched it and immediately after i'm like you know what i'm sold i'm gonna watch some wrestling and i can absolutely see why a lot of fans of classic wrestling are not into modern wrestling and for a lot of those same reasons, I decided to go go into watching some classic wrestling just because I also find modern wrestling a little less interesting. No offense to anyone who enjoys it though, but yeah, it's just a lot better than I gave it any credit for. I'll just I'll just say that it's just oh yeah the way the stories go. It's kind of like if you combined like superhero or like action movies with slice of life kind of sitcom plots if you know what i mean because yeah. like they keep that's it... why i kept saying yeah. i think you'd like it yeah they because they keep they're yeah they're just superheroes 
they keep it the the general plot like grounded in a slice of life sitcom sort of way but they're larger than life characters in an action movie superhero kind of way and you know i don't know i just the perspective i used to look at it from was like an oh look at these big muscular men the fucking like going at each other like oh who's the alpha male now motherfucker like something like that and i don't know that's just uh, there's no better way to say it than that's just wrong it became a lot more apparent that they truly know what they are and they respect that and they know what not only the diehard what they mean to the diehard fans but also they know what they mean to people who don't know much about it and they walk that line of stuff where it's like keeping it for those who decide to look further into it and keeping an interest like and and uh finding an interest in it newly you know they're like how can we connect this with people who don't know it very well they connect it pretty well with people who just are into it anyway they walk a line that's hard to walk that's what i'm essentially trying to describe and i don't know it's just this whole world of just it's really interesting it's like I'm not an MMA fan, but the closest thing I can think of is like it's like MMA, but they can do a lot more shit because it's basically scripted. Yeah, and it, they can do a lot more interesting more stuff. Scripted sports. Yeah, it's like there's there there's way too much of a stigma against yeah just scripted sports because there's nothing inherently wrong with it because it's not like it's a it's not like it's a fraudulent thing. They make no claim that it's real. They tell you right out in the movie many times. Well, I mean, for one, they say it's not fake, it's fixed. If it, and The particular quote was, if it was fake, I wouldn't have broken nearly as many bones as I as I have. Yeah, like, there's certainly, like, there's a level of fakery right. in wrestling. Like, most of the, like, hard hits is, like, you're gonna get hurt, but it's not like you're actually getting hurt. You right. know what I mean? They, like, they really, what, what, they, they, yeah. they soften the impact. Part of what took me away from it when I was younger is because they, like, sometimes they really fucking sell the injuries they pretend to have, like, holding the back of their neck and, like, curling up their back when they fall on their back and stuff like that. Because I'm like, oh, these guys are getting fucking hurt. I'm not enjoying this. Like, because I was a kid yeah. and the, that just carried with me, even though if I watched it again, I would have realized, oh, that's probably just played up because that's not how people actually behave if they're hurt is very dramatic one of the very few genuine like hits that like you're they're not faking whatsoever is when they use like a steel chair that shit's real (laughs) i i like half the time i'm hoping oh please tell me that was like a stage hit and not like a real hit (laughs) because that's a steel fucking chair no the steel chairs are like the one real real part God, they must be so careful about that, because that could result in, like, oh, I don't remember my... Like, the blood is real, but they don't actually, like, get hurt enough to bleed. They purposely cut themselves to make themselves bleed. I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, like, the steel chair thing is the thing where if you're not careful enough, that could easily result in, like, oh, now I don't remember my, like, fourth birthday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's some moves that, like, only one or two people use because literally it can kill you if you do it wrong <laughs> yeah um, you do you know the undertaker's um tombstone pile driver i think i've seen it like once or twice because it was in a video game but what is it so for for people that don't know it's uh, the undertaker takes a person flips them upside down so it's like a 69 position 
Um, that's I'm sorry. That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> um, and he, he, basically, what it's supposed to look like is he drops them on their head. Oh yeah, I've um, seen that. Yeah, yeah, but like obviously, the Undertaker lands on his knees before the head right. hits the ground, and it, the, the head now there's no danger really if he does it right. But he's the only one allowed to do it because it can kill yeah like that's <laughs> like one slip up and that's your spine gone that's yeah and like another thing that i want people to know about wrestling it's not just show muscles because there, oh, yeah, there is a difference muscle. between like just show muscle and muscle muscle i never because, assumed like, it some was fake show muscle. muscles yeah well not it's not this necessarily fake muscles it's some muscles like yes they're ripped and shit but sometimes it's it doesn't really do anything for their strength. It's just they look buff. Um, I that don't is a thing you that. can do. I don't understand it, but I know it's a thing you can do because I've known people that just look buff but can't lift for shit. That sounds weird. But like, no, like most wrestlers, like that's real fucking muscle. They can fuck you up. Well, and um, you, one of my you... favorite things is Rey Mysterio or Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, but everyone just calls him Rey Mysterio. Um, <laughs> is He's actually like killed multiple people because he does real ass wrestling as well as WWE. So he's a serial killer. Well, no, they, they there's waivers, <laughs> I presume. <laughs> I mean, he's still killing several people. But it, it's in like the match and like I'm assuming there's like legal shit that's gone down. That's like, hey, this is a real fight. You know the consequences. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say manslaughter. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, he's literally killing people. Yes, that's happened. But I'm saying from a legal standpoint, it's pro it, he's not going to jail for it. <laughs> it's like if you accidentally killed somebody in like MMA is like you're probably not going to go to jail for it because they probably have all these things to protect each other to be like, hey, things can happen because we're really fucking fighting. So, I presume that shit like that happens, because if not, then why would anyone genuinely fight? So I have a question. You know, you could easily accidentally kill somebody. I have a question about show muscles if you know uh, so i probably don't so you say that you know people with show muscles can't really lift for shit do they still have like the mass of someone who's got those muscles or are they not or are they lighter than someone with like real real muscles i i i don't know enough i'm assuming it's real real muscles they just don't play a huge part in how you can actually use them okay you know because it's like if you worked out your pecs or whatever, like that's a good show muscle, but like the pecs don't really do much. Because what I'm thinking is to me, if I knew of the existence of show muscles before this conversation, I think I still would have assumed that WWE wrestlers or really any wrestlers. Cause then I found out that there's other wrestling entertainment. Like it sounds obvious when I say it out loud, but like I, I assumed that WWE was kind of the people that do it. But then I, what I watched on Twitch was impact wrestling for a bit with wwe seeing them lift each other and throw around each other in those ways i don't think i could have assumed that that's show muscles because oh yeah unless but a lot of people do that's the wild part unless is because they want to think wwe is so fake that everything is in is unreal because unless is not true unless they literally have the muscles of like those spongebob square pants sleeves and they're light as <laughs> the shit anchor arm. yeah <laughs> they're like light as shit 
then there's no way they could throw each other around like that with show muscles. That's that I don't see that happening. So yeah. I always assumed it was real. Yeah, I mean, it's um. Do you know what I mean when I say the body slam heard around the world? Oh yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, so it's just like people think that that like that like Hulk Hogan had show muscles or whatever. If you think fucking like, Andre the Giant the fuck? isn't heavy as fuck, like then I don't know where yeah. your head is. The people are wild. They just want to not like WWE, even though it's fucking wonderful. Like you can not I mean, like it if you I want. I do not support most of the. I so, I like the show. Do not support it because they're terrible to their people. Technically, oh, okay. all wrestlers are contractors. They're not employees. Fucking hell! But um... and for most wrestlers, there's no exit strategy. Jesus. Once you stop wrestling, you basically don't have skills for anything else except for maybe acting. And that's why a lot of wrestlers go into acting. With someone like Andre, the Gi- I could not see how you could think the like body slam heard around the world is a fake thing. Because like, regardless of the existence of wrestling, like regardless of if he even went into it. Although, OK, I can't I can't necessarily say that because I'm assuming he did some form of training to his body in order to do wrestling. But at least genetically, Andre the Giant is a massive, or sorry, was when he was alive, a massive fucking heavy dude who... Yeah, he his weight was apparently 520 pounds. That's no shit. That's, like, you, like, unless you have no concept of how human weight works and how, like, for someone to look like that and move around the way he does... I'm not an expert on it, obviously, but unless you have no concept of that, there's no way you could say that that is a fake thing. Like, that is, that requires no strength. But yeah, as as for something I was saying earlier, uh, Dwayne Johnson even said in the movie, by the way, Dwayne Johnson plays himself, uh, just at an earlier point in his life. Uh, he, sa- he actually says, well, for one, he says some of his iconic quotes, which are fun. Uh, which I assume would have meant more to me if I like grew up with it. So you might have fun. Anybody listening might have fun yeah. with it if you grew up with wrestling. Uh, you know, it's it, basically the equivalent of when I heard Captain America say Avengers Assemble and Endgame. Spoilers for that, but come on. Uh, <laughs> and, no, uh, no spoilers. He says Avengers Assemble. <laughs> oh shit! You ruined the movie for me, Steve. I haven't watched it. Now I'm not going to. He lifts the I will, fucking the- hammer. He lifts it. I'll say it. <laughs> Anyway, the only reason I was going to watch Avengers Endgame <laughs> is to see and find out if Captain America says Avengers Assemble. <laughs> and now that I know it's worthless, it's three Endgame hours of is your life, worthless. that li- you will never get back. Uh, even like Dwayne Johnson, and he he says, I think it's him that says it's either him or Vince Vaughn, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Oh, you know, it is him. Because uh, he says, even though you're in a fictionalized world, like, he outright says it there, you know, then he goes into, like, how the audience can 100% tell when you're not being real. And that's, like, you know, when he talks about, like, delivery of lines and shit like that, or, or you know, taunting and stuff. And, oh, yeah, something I wanted to say earlier, if you respect plays as a medium, if you respect... People doing live, like you know, live shows on a play. Like I'm not saying WWE is necessarily as high quality as something like Hamilton or something, but it's in the same vein generally in terms of category of entertainment. 
it's live entertainment done on a stage that is sure it's staged and sure like with something like hamilton with an actual like play everything is scripted besides like a few things that may be ad-libbed or 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 you know just done improvised in character here or there whereas with wwe i assume a little bit more of it is improvised yeah it's a play and if you respect plays, there's no reason not to respect something like WWE. If you don't go in thinking you're supposed to assume any of it's real and that there, the entertainment value is outside of that, then there is no reason to have a stipulation against against it. That's it. No. Yeah. Just hate the company. Yeah. The don't comp- hate on the craft. It, it's the art form is okay. I hate Disney with all of my passion. But I still like like the films that they make. Yeah. Uh, unless you have anything else to talk about, I'm pretty sure we're done here. Um, not necessarily. I don't know of anything. Okay. The let's... only thing I would talk to you about is not good. Like it wouldn't make for good content. So. Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, then this has been another uh, Ashton Stevie shoot the shit. I am Mystery Steve on Twitter. M Y S T E R Y Steve. And we are ass pod on Twitter collectively. And, and, and in, my yeah. Twitter is Ashley Abstract underscore. Uh, subscribe to my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ashley Abstract. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. So thank you for listening. Have a lovely time.